Welcome to the Legends of Land and War podcast. I'm your DM, Nathan. With me this afternoon, I have Nova. Hello. Emily. Hello. And Nicole. Sup? We are a 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast. In last week's episode, uh, you all went from one part of Ada's Bounty to another part of Ada's Bounty. Um, yeah, you, you talked on your shell phones a lot, uh, found a contact of Dorena's named Trezic Broadwing, who's a red dragonborn miller in Great Borough of Ada's Bounty, and you went to his place and he gave you room to stay in, to lay low for a while, so you didn't have to um, hang out in Polwit Sims' uh, estate where you killed him, or rather I should say Lily killed him and he's... It's a long story. Listen to episode 14. Um, so you all are in Trezic Broadwing's uh, home, and Drew had left some notes for her mom, Leandria, who she had seen with Srilas Fe, who is the uh, daughter of Tasvig and member of the Unending Host. Um, and so at the end of the previous week's episode, um, Drew had left a uh, a note on the door that said, I'm here on Poet Sims' estate, and uh, left another one on uh, Trezic Broadwing's uh, home. And uh, at the end of last week's episode, Drew heard a knock at the door, and there was her mom standing in front of her, about yes. to uh, knock on the door. Uh, but Drew opened it before she could knock, and that's where we ended last week's episode. And so we're going to do something a little different this time, because everyone else is asleep. I'm going to have to ask you all to take your headphones off, and to, before you take your headphones off, turn your video off as well. For editing oh purposes. Now that it's just us. So what do you really think of Scar? <laughs> that I don't know who you're talking to, Drew. Uh, <laughs> so, you have just opened the door, Drew, and your mom is standing there in front of you. What do you do? It's the dead of night. Um, I'm, she opens the, the door and she goes, mom, ma'am, ma'am, uh, can I help you? Who are you? And how, how do you know this? And she holds up a note, the note that you put on Trezic's door. Drew's going to take like a second to collect herself, step outside fully and close the door so that no one else in the house wakes up. Like she wants to make sure that they're not being overheard and also hopes that that shows that she's not trying to like catch her or whatever. Um, man, I have had time to prepare, but I didn't know what I was going to say. I'm still like, <laughs> This is How the first time that Drew's seen her mom this close in 10 years. And she has no idea who I am. Like, mm -hmm. what do you say to that? What do you say to that? How do you just like, 
Oof. Because you can't just be like, hey, I'm your kid. Like, mm. um, okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to say I know that symbol because someone very important to me told me to use it if I ever needed to find home. It's very important to me that we, that I talk to you about the mission you went on to, oh, gonna have to help me out out here. I'm talking to the DM here. I'm talking to Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Was that the one where all that shit went down? (laughs) Yep. Okay. Um, I need, I need you to tell me about your mission to Don Muldor with Kelvin Boulderdown. Uh, your mom looks at you and she looks really confused. And she says, Don Muldor on tour? At outpost? Way on the, the, the eastern, western side? I mean, I've heard of it, but I've never been there. Why would I have gone on a mission with the Council of Fellows? Sorry, the Triumvir. You may not remember it, but you were there. Along with, and I'm going to just start fucking name dropping here. uh, And the problem is, old Bean ain't ain't what it used to be. Bad with names. Um, Mara, what's the last name? Fordi. Mara Fordi. You're just going to have to help me here with all the Kira, names. Last of the Dardendrians. Yep. Uh, Karen Dene. Yep. You, uh, wouldn't have, you wouldn't have known about Roxique. Milo. Dr. Milo Thornburn. Uh, those are pretty much all the names that you would have known. Okay. I say the names <laughs> totally flawlessly and like I've totally got this like down and memorized. Um, all of you were on a mission with Kelvin Boulderdown and things went south. We've collected a few of the people who have been on this mission and it seems like all of your memories were wiped. And we can I can give you more information and I can give you proof. But I need you to trust me. And I'm going to at that point um, I'm going to I'm going to say that our thieves camp extends to there's a symbol for trust, like trustworthiness. You can trust this person. You can trust me or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, this is like in our language. So something only something very important to her would know, or someone who knows her would know. Um, and it's, a. Uh, I don't think I don't have any paper or anything on me. Yeah. Like, but does I, Drew have paper on her? I guess I would. I'm weird. I have, I have paper on me. Um, she takes out a piece of paper and, uh, draws that symbol, um, on the piece of paper and hands it over. Okay. Uh, your mom takes the paper and, um, 
she looks really confused. Um, not at the symbol, but just confused in general about everything that you've just said. Um, she takes one look at the paper and says, is this supposed to mean something to me? That would be weird if she didn't know what it was. Because if she knew the other symbol, she would know what this one means. Um, she looks at you and she says, I don't know how to trust you with this information. I just needed... She pauses for a second and is looking off out into the night. Um, and she says, I, I have to go. She starts walking down the stairs. Oh, hail Mary. Hail Mary. Oh, I'm your daughter. She stops on the stairs on the way down and she, turns to look at you and she's what did you just say? I'm gonna take the hood down so you can see like my skin and my ears and everything so like because before I feel like it it would just look like I'm uh, an orc really or something (laughs) like uh, but this you can see that I am an elf with not elf colors (laughs) Mm -hmm. so a new flavor of elf if you will um and I'm going to walk forward and, and get closer so that like she can see me like my face in the light and be like, and be like, I am Drusilla. You are my mother, Leandria. I was born inside of a shade pocket. I am an Eladrin. We were on the run for the first however many years of my life. We landed in Ilar's birth. I fell in love with the catacombs and the books. And so I stayed to look at that. You went out on a mission and I had not heard, I have not heard from you in 10 years. And as I'm exploring the disappearance of my friend's grandfather, Milo Thornburn, I find out that he disappeared on the same mission that you did. And I thought you were dead. And Kelvin himself told me he didn't know what happened to you. And then I saw you in a cave and I gave you the message that I could, which is, Come home. And I would love for you to come home. Please let me take you. Let me show you. Let me jog your memory. I'm sure that we can find someone. We, we've been able to help all, all of the other people who are on this mission who had their memories erased by Kelvin. At least give me the chance to show you that what I'm saying is the truth. She... looks at you like she wants to believe you. And there's a long silence as she's standing a few steps below you, um, you know, on the outside of this, um, you know, Miller's quarters. You're both standing on the stairs and she's looking up at you. And she says, I've seen your poster around. You're, you're wanted. You're a criminal. 
And you're I'm, trying to tell me that you are my daughter? I was originally wanted for being your daughter, period. They want people like me. They want Eldrin. We were on the run for most of, oh God, I keep forgetting how many years we were running around before all of this stuff happened. What? Uh, how old are you on your character sheet? <laughs> I don't think I have an age on my character sheet. <laughs> I don't know. How old do the elves live? They live to like three, four hundred. Three, four hundred. So like the first hundred years <laughs> of my life, we were 150 years. We were running around together. We never spent a night apart. You took care of me. We would go down to the river and you would always wash your clothes with the daisies, with the white daisies to make, because you liked the smell of them. You would fold them into your clothes before we packed up because you wanted to make sure that we smelled fresh in the next town. Whenever we would go to dinner, you would always make sure you get your steak well done because the red freaks you out. And I get it. You always would have a, a satchel in under under one of your scarves that you always had hard candy in that you always would let me have some of. And then sometimes I would take it and then you would get really mad at me. <laughs> you are my mom. You used to braid my hair. In fact, you helped me braid this into it. And I show the amulet. Uh, she reaches out and takes a look at the the amulet as you show it to her. She's gotten like a step closer. She's just moved up a little bit. I don't remember any of that. Uh, this is this is too much if it's true. And she uh, drops the amulet and she starts walking down. Um, into, like, the courtyard. Could you ever... I'm, like, yelling out after her. Could you ever forgive yourself if it was true? She stops again. And she says... Without turning. There's so much... That... It's hard to believe about your story. I just don't. If my memories are truly gone, there's nothing you could do that could convince me that they're true. I can have your memory restored, just like we restored Mara's and uh, Kira and Kira's. Gira was walking around thinking that her name was Zuth. Or Giro. <laughs> I can't remember. Giro, yeah. Giro. Like, Gira walked around thinking that her, that her name was Giro for the longest time and was protecting another criminal until we gave her her memories back. And now she remembers everything. She remembers the mission. She remembers Kelvin. She remembers the betrayal. She remembers everything. She remembers you. Are you still on the stairs? Yes. You see um, with your past perception, you see um, that there's a candle flickering on in one of the windows nearby. 
as if someone is stirring really late at night. Mm. Um, you're not sure if you've woken them with all of your talking or if they're just, you know, a late, if it's a late night thing. Um, but you also, I mean, with your perception, you see that Leandria is still standing there. Can I roll a persuasion? Uh, yeah. Can we play D&D? Sure. <laughs> Can we play some D&D? Can we get back to D&D, please? <laughs> 17 plus 7. Okay, so 24. 24. What are you trying to persuade Leandria to do? To let me to let me prove that I am who I say I am. How do you say that? Like, what are you saying to her to try and get you to like give I've you a chance? I've been saying it. Oh, oh you're I've doing a... been acting my ass off. Okay. Um, she... I, I, will, I will do one more. I, I walk down the stairs and get closer because of that, just so I don't... People over here. I get closer while she's still standing there, and I say, please... Just give me one chance to prove to you that I'm serious, that I'm real, and that I'm your daughter. You know that if you walk away from me right now and you go through with what I know you're about to go through with, and you never find out if you were the bad guy and all of your memories got erased by some dude who just wanted to use you for their own personal apocalyptic fulfillment that's not my mom my mom was the one to roll in and kick everyone else's ass based on if they deserved it or not and trust me kelvin deserves it everyone that you currently think has your back and is working with you is all against you they've all wiped your memory they have created this in your mind, in in the collective experience, and have tried to erase me and have tried to erase you from history. And I am refusing to let that happen. I need you to give me one chance to prove that this is what's happening. And you know, and if you have any doubt in your mind, you'll let me do that. Because if not, you are going to regret it for the rest of your life. What little of it there will remain. Leandria turns to look at you and she says, What do you think I'm doing? What apocalyptic vision do you think is being fulfilled here? What do you, what do you take me for? Let me explain everything. I need you to meet me again. I don't, and I look up and kind of like point. I'm like, I don't want other people listening or could hear us, I, I, but I also want you to feel safe so we can meet in a place where we can both feel safe, but I need you to hear me. Give me a minute to prove myself. Leandria looks around and says, why are you... She's looking around all the, the complex and everything. She says, why are you so paranoid about someone hearing i mean there's it's the dead of night what what could you not tell me right 
here right now that you would need to go and get your other criminal friends together so that you could do whatever uh, this is this is your one shot this is this is it so you'll at least hear me out you'll stand here for a minute and hear me out why would i come back i don't i'm going to say okay and i'm going to move at least away from the window with the candle in it okay it's um <clears throat> it was like across the way from Trezik's uh quarters so uh, you okay. don't have to walk too far. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, can I, as I'm trying to think of like what proof Leandria or uh, what proof Drew would have like on her. I was mm-hmm. hoping to have a chance to get like back to my stuff because I'm sure she would have like some sort of letter or something from her mom. Like she would have something. Um can I say I have something of hers on me that I carry with me as some sort of like good luck charm as in like maybe a picture would be best. That'd be dope. If it could be a picture of both of us, that would be cool and convincing. But if not, a letter will do. But can I have Uh, something like that? You probably keep the last letter that she sent you on your person, I would say. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Okay. So I have the last letter. So I pull like kind of draw her towards me away from the window. Um, and I'm like, okay. Um, and I stand there for a second and I'm like, would you know your own handwriting if you saw it? Absolutely. Perfect. And I reach into my whatever I'm wearing and pull out a letter. And I'm like, this was the last letter that I received from you before you went out on this mission. And I'm going to hand the letter. And as she's reading it, I'm going to continue. Um, this is the last letter I received from you on your before you left on the mission. After this, I did not hear from you for 10 years. What we have discovered about Kelvin Boulderdown is essentially he is trying, uh, he is working with Tazvig Duvet, who is still alive. He's using Kelvin as a shield um, in order to bring about the unending host. Yes. I'm looking at the DM. Yes. The unending host. Okay. I always say unending horde. I always get like, I flip them, um, to bring about the unending host. The unending host is, oh my God, I've been explained to this so many times that I always forget. Can I just get, can we just get like a brief unending host? The unending host is, uh, what do you mean? A brief like synopsis? Yeah. It's like, what? It's like spirits. Can I have a book? No. Uh, so, Tasvig is trying to bring about uh, the unending host, or to use the unending host to bring uh, the incarnate in to the mortal plane. Um, there's a whole prophecy behind it. At the end of season one, he talks about how his daughters are helping him fulfill this prophecy so that he can bring the incarnate into the mortal plane and... Um, stop this age of peace to consolidate power pretty much and his daughters are celeste and then quill then quill that's right the one that okay. uh, scar apprehended okay um and who is currently in uh a prisoner in the circle wall so got it okay so um this is why i wanted to meet me a different time this is a lot okay <clears throat> 
Tesvig Dubay is still alive. He is using Kelvin Bolgan along with his daughters, Sir Lesfay and Thinquill, to bring about the unending host, to use the unending host to bring about the incarnate into the mortal realm. Uh, the point of that is creating a big enough disaster so that they can take power and defeat said evil. Um, there is a prophecy that this was going to happen, and it is Celeste? Mm-hmm. Okay. It is Celeste that has the prophecies, and that's who I saw you talking to in the cave when I got you that note. Celeste is the one that prophesies the unending host coming, being able to bring about the incarnate. And what you were doing when you were finding that temple is you, the temple that you don't remember, is you were attempting to find something that would help bring about all of this other stuff. There, you know how shade pockets are a thing? They have been using the shade pockets to try and find these monstrous, these monstrously huge amos is what they're called and using them and pictures of them to try and make it look like they are the ones destroying towns and things like that. Did you know that they recently took out two bridges killing thousands of people? It was a pretty big problem. And now we find out that they are all working together to try to bring this prophecy about. And when we went down into the cave to figure out what he is doing and why he's doing this, we find you comforting Sir Lesfe. That's where we're at. And look, this is you. This is your handwriting. You sent me this letter before you went on this mission. As you are finishing this statement, you're feeling a little uneasy. Um, and you were, you know, talking pretty quickly, adamantly, trying to convince your mom that she's your mom. And as you're finishing this, these statements, you're coming back to reality a little bit and you hear, uh, it sounds like someone's coming up behind you. I don't like that. I guess I'm just gonna whip around. Okay, you s- whip around and you see two very large goon type people, uh, bodyguard esque, uh, coming up behind you in dark clothes, and they are, uh, one of them's. Uh, carrying some sort of uh, shackle situation. Mm, uh, and mm. the other one has got a bag. And... Oh, do they? Leandria says to you, well, I'm I'm convinced you really are just as dangerous as Sir Lesbe and Leandria said. <laughs> and you turn to look at your mom now, and it's not your mom. You see uh, the face of a doppelganger in front of you. And the next thing you, or I mean, the last thing you remember before you get knocked out. How dare you? You're going to let me fight back? How dare you? Is uh, some, uh, the laughter of this doppelganger who was posing as your mom that you just spilled all of this knowledge 
two. How dare you not let me fight back? It's fucked up. Because you know I'd win. That's why. And that's where your segment ends. That's where your segment ends. Can't even let me get a punch and you know. Uh No. Let me... I'm going (laughs) to... Okay. Well, I'm going to get Nova in here next. Okay. Bye. Bye. Love you. Love you. Hello. Uh, Okay. So, Saf, you went to bed pretty pretty early the previous night but you find that you you wake up in the middle of the night basically uh and you've you have to relieve yourself <laughs> okay um it's I, I don't know if this is something that you deal with a lot but this is something that you're dealing with right now uh you've got to pee real bad oh no um, so you wake up and you get out of the, the, the common area where you all had fallen asleep the night before. You realize that Drew is not there. She maybe had to relieve herself as well, but you know that this isn't uncommon because she only has to trance for a few hours. So you know that there's no privy in the, in the quarters, but there's an outhouse in the courtyard. Or next to the courtyard outside. Okay. I don't might think be like, too much about Drew, but I go to make my way to the outhouse. Yeah, it's like three or four in the morning. Probably closer to four. Um, okay, so you uh, head outside. What is your passive perception? Uh, not that good. Um, uh, passive is 11. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's enough. So you, as you get outside, you see across the way there's um, a candle flickering in one of the other uh, quarters across the way. But you make yourself down the stairs of uh, Trezik's quarters and you make yourself, or you, you get over to the um, to the outhouse and do your business and you're on the way back. Uh, as you're on the way back, you see... Something that's a little, well, I don't know if you would notice it right as you were coming down, but as your eyes are getting adjusted to the dark, you see that it looks like there was a a scuffle outside, not too far away from where the outhouse is. Um, Okay, I would like to investigate that. Okay, roll me an investigation, please. Uh, it's a 19. Okay. Um, you take a look at uh, a little bit of a closer look at this, uh, the place where this, uh, scuffle occurred and you see that, um, it looks like there was a pretty good fight. So it looks like there was a pretty big scuffle. There were a few people here. Um, but it looks like one of them was, um, at the uh, all said and done, uh, someone was dragged away. Uh, can I tell how long ago this happened? Uh, with your investigation, it was probably no more than an hour ago. Maybe 30, to, 30 minutes to an hour. And how many people involved? 
Uh, if you had to guess three or four, it's kind of hard to tell. Okay, I would like to... Um, I would like to follow the trail of where the person was dragged off and cast invisibility on myself. Okay. So you are now invisible and you're following this path. It leads outside of the, um, the milling operation where you are, Broadwing milling. Um, and it goes deeper into Ada's bounty. Uh, you, you can follow the, the um, you can follow the tracks pretty uh, consistently. It's mostly dirt roads out here. Um, at some point, the uh, the drag marks stop, and you imagine that it's uh, whoever was being dragged started get, getting carried again. You see that the the impressions of the foot. Prince, rather large set of footprints is uh, deeper in the dirt now, uh, indicating that they're carrying something heavy. Mm-hmm. So you continue to follow it while you're invisible? Yes. Yes. Are you trying to cover your tracks at all? Um, how would I do that? Uh, is it like you, is it like take a branch and like wipe away my footprints afterwards or what? I mean, yeah, anything you're wearing or carrying is invisible as well, so you could do that. Okay, I'll do that. Okay, um, roll me a stealth check just to see how well you do. Uh, nineteen. Okay, you're doing a great job. Um, so you follow these tracks and you, uh, hide your own and you're invisible. You are the night, um, partway, uh, down the path. I imagine you're kicking yourself a little bit because you don't have any of your stuff on you. Um, no Andy, no Thunder Cannon or Thunder Pistols, whatever it is that you're carrying these days for weapons, but you've got you yourself and your magic. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> and the the tracks turn into a about a mile away from the um, from uh, where you were staying at uh, Broadwing Milling. Um, it turns into uh, another farm. Uh, this isn't a, a mill. You, you can't really tell what it is in the dark, what kind of farm this is, but um, it's got a big warehouse on one end and it's got, you know, the, the fields on another and there's, um, you know, a barn on site as well on the tracks head towards the barn. Um, I also head towards the barn. Okay. So you head over to the barn and you... Um, with your passive perception, you hear some animals in there, kind of stirring, but they're not really doing much. It's a little too early for them to be up. Can I percept in general and not use my you, passive? You can roll a, you can roll a perception, yeah, for sure. 
Are you on the ground level? Yes. That's a <laughs> that's a nineteen. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay, you hear past the animal or the the sound of animals shuffling around. You hear some voices uh, talking a little deeper in the uh, barn. It sounds like they might be up in the loft area. You can't hear what they're saying, but you can hear that they are talking. Does it sound like a heated talking, or...? Uh, no, it's a just hushed, hushed tones, just talking. Hmm. Can I tell if... I can't see the loft from where I am. No, it's too high up. Is there any way I could climb, like, a ladder or something and still be stealthy about it? There's a ladder nearby. Um, it's not propped up right to get to the locked. You'd have to roll a stealth to get the ladder propped up and, um, you know, climb your way up it. Wait, so how did they get up there then? I mean, you're on the outside of the barn, right? Not on the inside. Oh, I thought it was on the inside. No, you're on okay. the outside. Sorry, I should have mentioned you're on the outside of the barn. Okay. Um, I... As quietly as possible, I do that and I try and climb the ladder to get into the loft area. Okay, roll me a stealth check. I swear if it's a fucking 19 again. Ah, unnatural 20. Ah, even better. Uh, Yeah, you move the ladder over soundlessly and you start climbing up it. Fortunately, this is a well-built ladder and it doesn't or groan or anything under your weight um, so you make your way up and you can see into the loft now and it looks like there are uh, there's one cloaked figure and there's two big bodyguard figures and they're talking over um, just they're talking to themselves um, roll me another perception please that's a 15. Okay. You notice as well that they're talking over um, a set of crates, over by a set of crates, I'll say. And there's what looks to be a figure on top of the crates. Um, out of the corner of your eye, you just barely catch sight of... A familiar-looking pendant. It's the pendant that's in Drew's hair. Attached to this figure. On this figure. Fuck. (sighs) You can't see a face. You can't see who it is. But you see the pendant. And it looks like it's braided into some hair. Um, how far away are they? Uh, they're all the way at the, the back of the, the loft. So they're about 20 or 30 feet away from where you are. They're far enough out of earshot that you can't really make out what they're talking about, but you can hear their whispers. They're having just a low conversation. They're not really trying to whisper, even. Okay, how long has it been since I cast Invisibility? 
uh, well, you cast it when you saw the scuffle, right? So it's been about 20 or 30 minutes that you've been walking. How long has invisibility last? One hour. Yeah, so it's probably been about, let's say, 30 minutes because you were covering your tracks as well. That would okay. uh, eat into your time. Um, I would like to... Do I have anything for this? Um, I guess I'm just going to try and get as close as possible and like hide behind a crate and try and listen in. Okay. Let's... So, roll me... I would use your other stealth roll, but since you're going to be getting up onto the loft, um, let's get another one just to just solidify everything. You know, it's a different set of movements. There's good, enough cover. It's just a matter of getting up quietly. That is a 17. Okay. You get up fairly quietly. There's a little bit of shifting sand down at the bottom by the ladder as you push off, but it's it doesn't make enough noise. They don't... The, these figures don't turn at all. Okay, so ideally I would like to get within, like... 10 to 15 feet of them and hide behind a crate of some sort and try to listen. Okay. Um, so you get within earshot with that stealth roll um, and you hear them talking. You don't recognize any of the voices, I'll say, first. Um, <clears throat> so you hear one of the bigger ones go, So what do we do about her then? And you, the next one goes, well, yeah, what do we do about this? I mean, she's pretty heavy. We carried her all the way over here. I mean, it's just, I don't want to have, you know, we can get a cart or something. And the cloaked figure turns to both of them and says, listen, we have to figure out what Swirless Fett wants. We've sent the message. We have to wait to see what she wants us to do with her. I mean, we, we, we already came to do what we needed to do. The injury was getting those messages and they needed someone to figure out how they were getting these messages to Leandria. Obviously, she doesn't Leandria doesn't know who this is. She doesn't know why she got this message, but yeah, that we we couldn't we couldn't risk any any memories bubbling to the surface. So that's why I posed as Leandria to get as much information as I could, and we've gotten that information now to Sirless Fay. So we're we're good. We've done what we were tasked to do. You you, you both did a great job. Oh, thanks. It's you know we don't we don't hear that very often. You know. In our line of work, being sell swords and all. Yeah, it's... Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate that. Uh, yeah. It's, you've, you've done... You've done great, fellas. So, we're just gonna wait to hear what Sir says, and, uh... We'll, um... Go from there. I can... Really use a drink or something. It's hard being someone else for so long. And this figure turns and you see 
um, that uh, beneath the cloak there a doppelganger. As in like a changeling? Yes. In their natural form? Natural form. And what does that look like? Um, so they are medium-sized creatures in their natural form. They're, um, you know, hairless, bald. They've got kind of pinkish-orange eyes, uh, and they've got mottled gray skin. Um, they are almost featureless, like the nose isn't as pronounced, the mouth isn't as pronounced, and, you know, either of the ears. Um, so the, they, they look pretty alien to, uh, to you, Saf. It's, this is probably the first time you would have seen one. They're pretty uncommon, uh, to see around. Okay. Um. But you would recognize it from, like, stories. The, none of them are looking in my direction, right? Uh, the doppelganger just turned its head um, so you could kind of see its face. It didn't do it so that you could see its face, but it turned towards you. But that's the only one that's kind of looking your way. Okay. Um, do they turn around at all? Uh, no, they're not looking your way. They do not notice that you are there. They make no indication that they know you're there. Okay, can I... Do I have um, line of sight to the first floor of the barn? Uh, Yeah, it opens up um, not too far away from where you are crouched behind some crates. Um... It looks down over the uh, some animal pens. This is where, you know, you throw the hay down. You store it up here, and this is where you throw it down to feed the animals. Okay, so no one's looking my direction, right? Keyword. Correct. And I can see the first floor from where I am. Mm-hmm. I would like to fire a firebolt at the opposite end of the barn on the first floor to get their attention. Okay. Um, okay. No one's looking your way. Uh, does this mean that you are breaking invisibility? I don't know if that's something if it lasts until you cast a spell. Yeah, the spell ends for a target that attacks or casts a spell. So you'll be ending invisibility on yourself. Did you feel pretty confident about your hiding skills? Yes. Okay. Um, so you're aiming for the opposite corner of the barn with the fire bolt. And let's do this. Okay, you cast Firebolt, and the Firebolt strikes the 
uh, bottom corner on the first floor. Um, you fall out of invisibility. You feel the magic shimmer away, and you quickly crouch behind the the crates after um, you know casting your bolt. Um, the you managed to hit. It, it was kind of hard to see in the dim light, but uh, with, now that it's caught on fire, it's a little easier to see. Um, the cart that was in the in that corner. Uh, and it has some dried crates and other various flammable objects, and it's uh, going up in flames pretty quick. So you hear the the goons say, "What, what was that? What what's happening down there?" Well, one of the animals knocked my lantern over or something. Fools! There was no lantern down there. Someone's here. Spread out. Go try and put that fire out. F- find who did this. They must be down on the first floor. And you hear them uh, scurry away, and they're looking for um, you, basically. But they're looking in the wrong spot, it looks like. So uh, the, the goons go and try and uh, get the fire under control. And the doppelganger is searching all around the uh, first floor. They go down a, a separate ladder that was close to their side of the uh, the loft. And they leave who you assume is Drew sitting there on the crate. Okay, so all three of them went to the first floor. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would like to sneak over to Drew and do like a medicine check or something. Okay. Uh, roll me a medicine check. 15. 15. Yeah. Uh, so Drew is... It is Drew. You pull back uh, Shroud and it, it, it's Drew. She's okay. She's breathing. She's got a heartbeat. She's okay. She's just unconscious. Okay. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to try and, like, nudge her awake. Drew, Drew, uh, are you awake? She seems like she's out pretty cold. Um, she, doesn't, she doesn't do that normal thing she does where she kind of harumphs and turns over when you jostle her. Okay, can I cast... If I Do I know that if I can cast Cure Wounds on someone, then would that remove a spell effect or potion effect? Uh, do you know that? Yes. Both as a player and a character. <laughs> uh, as far as you can tell, she's not hurt. Um, so you kind of get the vibe that she doesn't really need healing. And as far as your medicines check can tell, she's not under the effects of any poison. She's just unconscious. Um... So you kind of get the idea from the medicine check that cure wounds isn't really going to help much in this situation. Okay. As you're sitting there watching her, you can hear crackling of fire and you can kind of start to see fire in your periphery a lot bigger than you imagined. Fuck. Okay, I look... um... 
Are there any windows or openings in the second floor above me, around me? Uh, on the second floor, the only way out would be through the, um, the way you came in on the other side of the, the loft. You hear the, uh, <clears throat> the goons down there trying to put out the fire in the water. It's not going out. It's not going out. And, uh, you hear the, the doppelganger's voice again say, get it. Just, just leave. We don't, it's not that important. This isn't our barn. And then one of the goons goes, what about the one up there? It's fine. If she dies, it's not our problem. Okay, in a last-ditch effort, I guess I'm going to f- try and first cast Dispel Magic on Drew. Okay, uh, you cast Dispel Magic, but the spell doesn't connect with any magical effect to Dispel. Okay, then I, immediately, then I immediately cast Shocking Grasp on her. You, you try and shock her awake? Yeah. Okay, you cast shock, shock and grasp on her, and she jolts awake. What the hell was that? Drew, 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 shh, shh, quiet, quiet. It's Seth. Okay, somebody kidnapped you. We gotta get you out of here. Okay, let's. That wasn't my mom. I know. I heard. Okay, and that's where we're gonna end this segment. Uh. Okay, Scar. It is morning in Trezic Broadwing's quarters. Um, the sun is shining through the windows, uh, and if you hear some, some birds outside, that's probably what wakes you up. The birds. The birds. The birds, you know, because Scar's got to be on the lookout. <laughs> For those pesky things. Um, so you wake up and it is... It looks like it's going to be a nice day. Um, uh, I think you're probably one of the first awake, right? Scar wakes up pretty early, I imagine. <laughs> Very opposite of Nicole. Um, yeah, probably. Just because I think probably just because like her training or years of training and all that stuff have probably kept her... And then like sleeping on the streets growing up, like wake up really easily yeah um so you wake up and you see that uh staff isn't where you left her you see that drew also isn't um in her trance like she normally would be drinking her tea at this time oh my god where are my people uh a cursory glance of the quarters they are not anywhere here they're not sleeping either are karen and Sokoba there? Yeah, Karen and Sokoba are here. Um, but uh, Drew and Sap are not. Okay. Um, see that their stuff is here. Yeah. But they are not here. Can I, like, feel where they their spots to see if they're warm? Like, maybe they're, they weren't, haven't been gone that long? Is that like an investigation? Uh, uh, no, you can just use your your hands. You you feel their um, the, their blankets, their you know bedding, and all of that, and it's not warm. It's just cool to the touch. You've been gone for a while, then. Mm. I hate this. Uh, I guess since I did a cursory glance, I'll do a more thorough investigation to see if I can 
any clues as to like which way they went? I mean, there's only one room, right? Yeah, it's one. It's like the one common area, and then there's like a sleeping quarters in the back. That's where Trezek sleeps. Okay. I don't want to just creep on this guy's room. I don't know why they would go in there. Uh, where's the bathroom? Is there a bathroom? Uh, there is an outhouse downstairs. There's no, um, like, bathroom. All right. I'm going to take a quick peek into Trezik's room, I guess. Okay. Uh, are you trying to be stealthy or... I honestly don't care. <laughs> okay. You you open the door up and you see Trezik sleeping uh, in a simple... Uh, he's got, like, a simple blanket on top of him and he's just... <laughs> no sign of Safina or Drew. Nope, no Safina, no Drew. Just a so then, sleeping red dragonborn. So then they must have gone out the front door, which is sus, and I hate this. Um, I guess I'm gonna go look for them. Okay, so you head out, head out onto the landing, and you go down the stairs. Um, is that the only direction I can go? Yep. Okay. Um, Do I see anything that tips me off? Like, did Safina have jam hands and, like, left a handprint or something? I don't know. Yeah, you know Saf with her jam hands. <laughs> this is, like, the reason you're, like, when Emily asked, like, why Evan was sticky, and you're, like, he's three. Why isn't he sticky? Yeah. Like, Safina, I feel like, is like that. Just because she's small. Um, what's your passive perception? Oh, ten. Oh. <laughs> So there's nothing that you see when you come out here. You see that there are a few of the other workers of the the mill are kind of, um, pun intended, milling about outside. (laughs) Um, So no one that you recognize immediately, but it looks like they're talking pretty uh, excitedly about something at the base of the, um, the, at the base of the stairs that you would be coming down. Okay, so like Scar in her all non-subtlety, just just literally just kind of not yells, but like like loudly speaks. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, there, there was a there was a uh, there was a magician here. They were they went invisible right here, and then I didn't see anyone else. They just but there there was a there's a little magician here. They went invisible. I saw him last night. I was up. I I just I just couldn't get back to sleep. But you know what I did see? I saw that magician turn invisible right here. Didn't show back up or nothing. Mm-mm. Nope. Adam's <laughs> bounty is very southern, I guess. Um. Uh. So this magician, um, before the magician disappeared, did you get a good look at it? What did it look like? Yeah, they went right to they went right to the outhouse right there. They went to the outhouse, uh, must have done their business, came right back out, and then they they just went invisible like nothing. They went into the ether. Well, what did they look like? They were real small. Did they have red hair? I don't know. It was dark. Mm. It was real small though. Real small. Okay. You know what I bet it was? You know what it was? What, what was it? It it was a uh, it was one of them uh it's one of them tiny bears. Tiny bears? Them tiny bears. They just scurry around running on their little feet and they they go in and they they just ruff, ruffle around in your cabinets. 
They're the ones. They do it. Now, Francis, you know tiny bears aren't a real thing. Yes, they are. Tiny bears are a thing. They, they get into your cabinets and they mess all your stuff up and you can't see them because they're invisible. Francis, I told you once, I told you a thousand times. Tiny bears aren't a thing. It's just a figment of your imagination. Then explain that tiny magician that disappeared here. Hmm? <laughs> explain that to me. Hmm? <laughs> okay. I'm, uh, I'm staking up here tonight. I'm going to find that tiny bear and I'm going to... Get it to mess someone else's cupboards up. <laughs> I'm just enjoying this conversation. Uh, tiny bears. Okay. Uh, thanks for the information. Hopefully, you find your tiny bears. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go now. Bye. Bye. All right. <laughs> be careful out there. Don't. Don't. Don't leave your cupboard doors open now. <laughs> um. I'm gonna go. I guess. Uh, to the outhouse and I'm like I'm gonna do like a solid investigation this time like not just a glance I'm gonna actually like investigate maybe I can glean some kind of thing from the outhouse or like why Safina would go there okay sounds like Safina tiny um, magician so what gear do you have on you right now you just I know that we joke about you sleeping in your armor my whole ass do Okay, so you're sleeping in your armor. You have all of your gear on you. You sleep in all of your gear. I usually, what happens is, like, when I sleep, the only thing that I actually take off of me is, like, the actual weapons, and I cuddle them. Um, <laughs> my comfort, you know, it's like my pillows at night. I have to sleep with pillows. I cuddle my weapons. Gotcha. <laughs> That's so, Scar's comfort thing. So your weapons would have been readily available, you would have taken them with you. Oh, absolutely. You don't leave your stuff around. Nah. Being uh, Living on the streets, you know, you've got to take all your stuff and go as quickly as you can. Yeah, you pack light, yeah. you know. Um, so you investigate, pun intended again, the shit out of this outhouse. <laughs> Roll me an investigation, please. Uh, what's my investigation? I think it's plus two. So that's a 17. Uh, okay. You investigate the outhouse. It has been used pretty a lot this morning. Everyone got up and looks like everyone just about did their business. In that house, there's nothing really weird about it. Can I... I feel like... After all this time, I know Safina's foot tracks really well. Mm -hmm. Andrews, do I see their tracks anywhere? Uh, I will use your previous investigation role for this. Uh, you see that there are some of Saf's footprints around the outhouse. Uh, and you see that they go towards about where Francis and his friend were talking about little bears and seeing the little magician. And then it disappeared. And then she went, I know Safina can become invisible, so. You see that the, the tracks are there and then they vanish. They go off in the direction of the, they go out of the, uh, the milling, um, you know, quarters and they, they start heading that way, and then they just disappear. Is that how invisibility works? You don't have footprints? 
Uh, Roman Arcana. I, th- <laughs> I thought that like when you go invisible, it's like you know Harry Potter when he wears his cloak. He still mm-hmm. makes, he still knocks shit over. Like you're not a ghost. This is interesting. Okay, Arcana. I don't think I have anything in that. No, I do have a two. Okay, so thirteen. Okay, you in your magical studies section of. Uh, the Mantis Academy, you know that one thing you're supposed to do is even if you see your quarry go invisible, you can still track their footsteps. So you know that just because you're invisible doesn't mean that your footprints are invisible. Okay. So, so she did not go invisible then. Um, so you see the footprints and then you see they just go completely they're gone. Um, roll me a survival check. I'm good at this. It's a lot of, uh, a lot of dice rolling. I know. I have, I thought I was proficient in this. Hold on, let me look. I am, I am proficient in it. 13 plus 4. I add my proficiency bonus if I'm proficient in it, right? Mm Uh-huh. So 13 plus 4 is 17 plus 4 is 21. Okay, you take a closer look at the the tracks and where they kind of peter out, and you see just barely. It looks like the footprints were being covered up. But you can still make out the tracks that Saf's footfalls were making. And you can see they go out of the... they They follow a dirt road out and then follow the main dirt road. Um... Always. So she was trying to cover her footsteps. Why? The fuck are you doing, Sam? Uh, as you see that, you also see alongside these footprints, you see the telltale sign of someone being dragged. Safida, what the fuck were you doing? Um, I mean, I guess I follow as much as I can in that direction. Okay. Uh, you continue following along the road. The, the, the track gets a little blurry at times, but you're able to pick it back up. You follow it for about a mile. So it takes you a good 30 minutes to follow this track. It's the, the morning time. Everyone's out doing the uh, morning chores. We're um, finishing up the morning chores uh, and out as bounty in the fields all around you. But you see that the track's and the, um, uh, the, the the drag marks stop after a while. It looks like whoever was dragging this individual started picking they picked them up, and you can see heavy footprints in the dirt, and heavier footprints in the dirt. Sweet. And then you see Saf's tracks as well. So it, as you're going, you you think that Saf was following someone else. That's kind of the vibe you get in your mantle training but you get to another farm uh and you are taken aback at the sign of a charred remain of a barn in front of you Uh, is it hot uh it is still smoldering what the fuck safina did you burn a barn down what did you do (laughs) you see here at the scene there are a few at his bounty copper mantles standing ah fuck uh, I put my hood up. 
Okay. Um. Did I lose the trail? It stopped here. The trail said? goes right towards the barn. Fuck my goddamn. Okay. Um. Shit. Okay. So I'm gonna put the performance of a lifetime on. I have my hood on, so that's very, you know, it covers. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm shadowed. This is going to be shady as fuck. Um, I'm going to casually, fly casual. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to casually just kind of stroll up and, and be like, oh, man, what happened here? Uh, we're going to have to ask you to step back. We've got a, an active uh, crime scene investigation happening here. Uh, oh, oh, man. I was just I was just out for my morning walk. You know, uh, you got to get the blood pumping before hard day's work. Well, don't let us keep you. You can continue walking just that way. And they gesture. Well, I mean, as a concerned citizen of this area, I, I, I'm curious, why is this... Do you guys know what happened? Just- uh, we, we suspect arson. Uh, it looks like there were some magical flames in the works, uh, and there are... Well, it's it's an ongoing investigation, so there's... I, I really shouldn't say anymore. Okay. Should I be, like, on the lookout for anybody? Do you have a suspect? Did you, anyone see anything? This best suspect says it yet. Like I said, we're just information gathering at this point. We're just trying to uh, make sure that we don't miss anything. So. Cool, cool. Uh, my walk back to my job takes me past this barn. I won't go in it, obviously, but can I just, like, go my regular route? I won't touch anything. As long as you don't touch anything, just continue on. Okay, so I'm going to just stroll uh, around the barn, I guess, and just look for to see if I can pick up tracks again or uh, see what I see. Like, do my own investigation. I get perception. I don't fucking know. Okay, roll me a perception, please. Um, uh, well, hold on. Let me ask you this. So there are copper mantles all around. They're trying mm-hmm. to suss out what's happening here. Mm-hmm. You also want to try and suss out what's happening. Mm-hmm. But you want to act casual-like and like mm-hmm. you're not investigating. So mm-hmm. please roll me an investigation or perception with disadvantage, please. God damn it. <laughs> okay, so I roll twice and take the lower number, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I crit myself, so... <laughs> Alright, so... You Great. walk by the <laughs> barn and you see a few piles of bones in the charred remains of the barn. Okay, so yeah, I feel like Scar definitely would freak the fuck out and be like, oh my god, there was a bison in there! What if I knew them? And like, probably do something stupid. Ma'am, ma'am, ma'am we're gonna ask you, after you, uh, ask you to move along. Please just just move along. Have a you can break down somewhere else. Just please move along. We're, we're, but but we're, this could have been my neighbor. The, the mantles have this under control. Please just continue on your way. Um, 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 I'm, I'm literally, I'm very large. Uh, I'm just going to like hunk down and just start crying because they can't move me. Um, 
and I'm going to be inconsolable for a minute. Like actually uh, I, inconsolable, or are you like concerned? actually while I think about what the fuck I'm going to do? Okay. <laughs> uh, it takes the mantles a while for you to uh, to to get you up and move you around, um, but they eventually are able to gently coerce you away from the remains of the barn. Okay. Now I feel a little bit indignant because they did that, and I don't like that. I don't like being coddled. So now I'm going to get mad, and I'm strong and also very intimidating. So I'm going to puff and stand up full height, real puff chest out moment, and say, I demand to be... (laughs) given answers into this investigation that could be someone I know and I'm gonna roll for intimidation (laughs) okay oh my god ah 20 okay (laughs) I get so excited because you see the little symbol where is it wrong side there it is (laughs) it's very exciting and you're wearing your keep flying shirt too, right? I am. Yes. <laughs> uh oh, ma'am, ma'am, please. It's okay. Look, I know this is an ongoing investigation. This is look. There was <laughs> there was some loss of life in this barn. A few animals were harmed. As far as our investigation says, right now, that there was there were no people in the barn. When it went up, just animals. Okay, so it, it, your neighbors are okay. Everyone on this property is accounted for. Just animals? How dare you? What if it was a druid? Do they turn back into their human form when they die, or do they die in wild shape? Like you don't know. What do you mean, just animals? That's not cool. That could have been someone's dog. Not okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, now that I know that there is no, I mean, is that a thing though? Do they die in wild shape? Can is that could that yeah, actually have revert, been a person? They would revert back to their okay. genetic form. I know that, but like they don't know that I know that. Yes. Um, and so now that I know that, I'm cool and I can move on. Um, <laughs> um. You just you just make sure you let me know when if you find you know out any more information like I can you know so I can know what to look out for. I don't want my barn being burned down. Uh, absolutely, you'll you'll be the first to know. Where can we find you? Uh, I'm a couple fields over, down past the yellow post. Uh, uh, we'll. We'll make sure to send a, a, a copy of our report to you as well. Great. Bye. And then I'm I'm going to try to do my casual investigation again. Okay. Um, <laughs> except I'm not going to be casual about it. Like, I'm going to full on, like, look. Like, because they know now. I'm, like, doing one of those, like, I'm watching you things. Gotcha. Uh, so this is, I don't. Uh, 22. Or, sorry, 21. I can't do math. 19 plus 2. Okay. Um, 
you are making your investigation checks. You don't see any sign of Saf being around here. Uh, the the wreckage is too great to really tell, but in your investigation, you do see that it looks like in an alley nearby there are some people looking your way after you had made your scene. Fuck it. I'm going. Okay. You go over and there are two rather large burly uh, individuals and there is um, an elf woman is standing there as well. Oh, isn't it a horrible thing that what, what happened to this barn? It's so sad. You hate to see it, don't you? Yeah, for sure. It's it's awful. I even heard there was some some they, the guys told me that the, some animals died. It's terrible. It's so sad. It really is. You know, you hate you hate to see it. But we 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 can we can rebuild, can't we? Can't we, folks? And she looks up at um, the two burly men that are there as well. Yeah, we can. We can rebuild. We're, we can do it. Was this your barn? Oh, yes. This was. This was my barn. My my boys. They helped me build it. When they were just young lads, and now here it is, in the ruin, while they're off on their adventures. It's so sad. She looks like she's about to cry, but also like she's not about to cry. Mm. Uh, can I roll a... Insight? Yeah. To see if these are like crocodile tears, if this is what she's like putting me on. Uh, seven... I don't have insight, do I? No, it's just seven. <laughs> okay, uh, you, you, you can tell this is pretty obvious, like crocodile tears. She's Whoa. just making a show. Mm. God damn it! Bullet There's two burly dudes, right? Mm-hmm. And by burly, what do you mean? Like they're like big, way bigger than me? They're bigger than you, yeah. Or we're talking like Zuff and Gira, Kira situation? Yeah, we're talking like big, big dudes. Like one's probably a Goliath and the other one is just a really big human. Is there anything I can glean from like this, what she's wearing? Can you just like describe this woman to me really fast? Like besides Elf? Uh, so she's wearing a, a cloak. Um, she's also... Uh, it has a pretty nice tunic on underneath the cloak, but then you also see that there are a lot of um, scarves that she's wearing, too. Underneath Do the I cloak. recognize her? Um, roll history. Sixteen. You do not recognize her. Mm. Okay. Well, just gonna do it. Uh, I have my which weapon do I want to use? Yeah, we'll go with morning. Uh, try a trident. Uh, <laughs> I just, I, I just grab my trident from behind my back, and I just kind of do one of those like just place it down, kind of lean things, and I'm gonna like look at her dead in the face and be like. 
You're not fooling me, lady. I don't. I can see right through this whole spiel. What the what what the hell's going on? I'm, I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about, dear. I don't. I'm just so sad about my barn. Oh, oh boo hoo! Oh boo hoo! Oh. Boys. Oh boo hoo! Boo! <laughs> so sad. So sad. Oh. We'll recover, though. Surely we will. Well, if you, uh, fight as good as you lie, then this will be really easy for me. And I'm going to stick the trident towards her. Be like, cough up the information now, lady. Uh, at that point, you hear, uh, from behind you some familiar sounds. Uh, Scar, no! It's Drew and Saf running up to you. <laughs> and... That's where we're going to end this oh episode. I'm going to get everyone else back. So Why we can't you let me fight people? Just, I knew it was Leandria. I was just trying to figure out how to get you to tell me that. I Hello, Hello, everyone. Hello, Thank party. You, uh, I have messed up. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Legends of Lanamoir podcast. I had a Wait, great time. What? I had a great time playing. I hope that you had a great time listening, and I hope my players had a great time playing. It's going to be wild here. Well... Nova's going to hear this all in editing, but we'll see how much Emily and Nicole remember of what happened. Uh, I remember what I did. I know exactly what I did. The role <laughs> this week is definitely Drew for giving up a bunch of information to someone who looked like her mom. <gasps> What's up, y'all? The legend this week's episode is Sap for successfully tracking without being seen um, people who had taken her friend and for shocking her friend awake. I'll tell you all about it later. Putting all these pieces together after because I was the last one to go is wild. Uh, I still don't know what happened. To to this episode is going to be just unhinged. <laughs> yes, it's going to be great. It's uh, I'm, I tell you, it's something to DM. Um, Thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, if you want to reach out to us on social media, you can do that somewhere, right, Nicole? You absolutely can. We have Twitter, at Pod and at Novi underscore studio. You can go there and talk with us. Uh, or if you want to talk to me personally, you can find me at Nicole the Nerdy. You can find me at underscore Nova Gamer. I'm at Neurotic Good. And you can find me at underscore Squid Toaster. We also have a website, novistudio.io. Tons of cool stuff up there, like an about section where you can get to know us. Uh, there is a ton of art and our merch store. Our merch store. We have shirts, we have mugs, we have stickers, we have everything you could possibly want to own that reps Novi, Legends of Lanamora, City and Snow, Let's Talk About It, and What's What with Dilly and Dally. Also on our merch store, you can find digital downloads of our mini prequel campaign, Into Depths and Darkness, set 10 years before the events of Season 1. Find out what really transpired between Dr. Milo, Thornburn, Kelvin, and Mara, and Leandria on tour. We also have the homebrew Pact of the Shepherd Warlock Worksheet. If you want to follow along, uh, use it in your own game. 
We'd love it if you could leave us a quick review on your podcasting platform of choice. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends about us. New episodes come out every other Tuesday, so stay tuned! Yes, please stay tuned. Legends of Lanamora and our other Novi content. We've got our sibling podcast, City and Snow, coming out on the off Tuesdays from Legends, uh, City and Snow. For those of you who are unaware, it's a podcast ta- taking place in the same world of Lanamora, 127 ages in the past. We also have What's What with Dillian Dally, the talk show to talk about featuring Nicole and Emily here. Lex Talk About It, hosted by our good friend Lex, and that's an interview-style talk show that is always comical, sometimes emotional, but always educational. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this very interesting episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, let us know if you like it. Reach out on the Twitter, I guess. Uh, anyway... Let's find out what happens next time on the, the Legends of Lanamore podcast. Let's be legends! Let's be legends! <laughs> <laughs>